All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Gift of Gab. I am your host, Gabby. And today we have a very special guest. Um, and just in time, just in time, <laughs> Joe done signed the, the uh, $1.9 trillion plan. I know. Money. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome um, home team. Home team. Home extraordinaire. Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta, thank you so much for being a part of the oh, show. Absolutely, absolutely. I love what you're doing. I love how you are putting yourself out there in this space, you know, just creating your own ecosystem and um, doing what you are purposely made to do. I love it. So thank you for having me. I I'm happy to be here. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I need you in my life because, okay, so y'all, today's um, episode is Money is the Motive. We money all need it in Atlanta motive. in our lives, okay? I just <laughs> that one of my favorite friends is your sister, so I just feel like I had a little like back door in there like, <laughs> I'm super, super excited. And as I said, today's episode is Money is the Motive. Now, I personally have given you the title of money guru right because uh, i have i have looked at your youtube page i have seen your um posts online between instagram and facebook all about your journey with money so mm -hmm. i wanted to have you here today number one because you know we're all getting this extra money uh you know that's coming by way of the government and of course a lot of it i'm sure you know because of the pandemic and stuff people have to pay bills but, right. You know, what about the people who they want to use this money as a little bit of leverage? You know, they want to get on the right foot. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and, and just jump in and and ask you to just give us a little bit of background about yourself. <laughs> right? You know what? Just tell us who you are. <laughs> so who am I? I am a sister. I am a professional. I am a lover of life. <laughs> yes. um, I'm, I'm figuring it out like everyone else. Um, I am a first generation Haitian American, born and raised in Buck City Glades. Like that? Yeah. You like that? <laughs> to all of those out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and 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 I came to a point in my life where I wanted to take a real serious handle on my money management. Mm -hmm. Um, so within the last uh less than five years, I was able to get um to increase my network from a negative forty-seven thousand to a current two hundred and five thousand dollar positive network. And so I want. Let me let me just interrupt you right there. You just grew like another like five grand in like twenty four hours because I swear you was just at two hundred k. So y'all, the lady is making her money work for her. It sounds like to me exactly. So tell me a little bit about money in your household when you were a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think we all kind of learn our money habits from our parents or guardians. So what was money like in your household growing up, the talk around it? So money was um, uh, scarce <laughs> in my household. So long story short, um, uh, like I mentioned before, I am a first generation um, Haitian American. So my mom uh, came to the country. My father brought her to the country. Um, unfortunately, uh, almost a year after I was born, my dad uh, passed away. So she was forced to raise a um, five or six kids all along by herself in a country where she wasn't familiar with the culture. 
let alone didn't she speak the language. So um, for me growing up, the, the theme of money and scarcity was at its core because it wasn't about thriving, right? Mm-hmm. It was all about surviving. Right. Um, and um, I mentioned to a friend of mine a while ago, we were talking about like our, our parents and like childhood and stuff. I still remember, um, like visually remember me going to my mom, we were eating something, I don't know what it was, but I see my mom on to the side and I asked my mom, does she want some, like, why she's not eating? She said, no, baby, just go ahead and eat. And that's when I realized she went to bed without eating. <laughs> uh, she only allowed us to eat because she only, we only had enough for her kids to eat, right? So uh, that was really the theme of, the, uh, of my childhood. So we really didn't really discuss money. It's like when you have it, you know, when you're young, you know, you're growing up. Um, you're with your childhood friends. It's like you know, you get a pickle egg, or you get some sausages, or you get like pickle egg. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so we had the candy lady. So you you spend right. Right. You spend because at that time, when when you get a dollar, two dollar, five dollar, you don't think you will get it again, right? right? Or or that 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 amount of money, or a, a lot of money at that time uh at, at, at this low point so like you just spend it so again it, w- it was really surviving we had what we needed right right mm-hmm. um and I always commend my mother as I got older I commend my mother I give her so much respect being a widow uh parent not a single parent she was a widow right, right? and um and she had to do the best within the resources that she had and I think about that and the the, the subject of money wasn't really about why didn't we have it it was all about I thought about how can we survive the next day wow. you know my mom can have you know lights you know we can have yeah. everything that we need just just essentials so that was really the the theme of just the money management and, you know as you get older you get you expose to more people and you start seeing how money management is different in different cultures yeah. but for my childhood it was mainly about sex scarcity because we were trying to survive Right. And and I like something that you said in there, um, because that's a phrase that I have come to learn over the course of my life and with my own money uh, struggles, that you want to move from surviving to thriving. Thriving, so exactly. at what point in your, your money journey, did, you, did the light click on or something happen that said, I no longer want to survive, I want to thrive? with my money Mm -hmm. what happened or just kind of when did that light just kind of pop on for you I don't I don't have a point of reference I think I think it was just a lot of little things that became a bigger picture within pieces right um but I do recall a conversation and I mentioned it a a few times I I recall a conversation I had with my close friend uh who's not only one of my best friends you know he is like my mentor right he asked me what is my net worth Mm-hmm. And I was ashamed to tell him. I was really ashamed, and I thought about why I felt this shame. Right. And I, because I'm, I'm, I'm really about emo. You know what I'm saying? I'm really yeah. an emo person. Yep. I'm trying to figure. I'm, I, I try to figure out why to do things that I do. And I think at that time, in a point of my life of the labeling myself to be shame of expressing my negative net worth at a time because I felt like a failure, and I, I also felt like a fraud. You know, because you perceive yourself one way, <laughs> you know, how people see you, but deep down inside when you're home alone or when you out being the person that you think you're supposed to be, it's a fraud. 
because no one knew I had negative network. No one knew, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like bouncing these bills around. Like what, what should pay first? Like who's going to get this stuff, this payment, right? No one knew about those things, but how I perceived myself, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm flying out there. You know, my, my hair is always on point, you know? And, and, and I, I didn't want my friend to see me in that way. I want him to see the perception and the image of what I want others to see. Yeah. So, I, and, and, and eventually, you know, I did tell him because mm-hmm. I, I told him that I wanted to build that on my own. I, I feel like there's a shame culture a bit, mm-hmm. especially in the black community. There's a shame culture. It's like, if you're yes. not thriving, if you're not doing great, what are you doing with your life, right? Yeah. Like, it's always like pointing fingers. But that conversation kind of led me to see that when you are vulnerable, right? There's mm-hmm. strength in being vulnerable. Absolutely. The vulnerability, yeah, the vulnerability is within your strength because I didn't know, not only was I, I was in a negative, what, 40, 37,000 at that time, he was a negative six figures wow. <laughs> at that time. So we were really engaging and getting to see and understand money management, how he went from, you know, the negative to the positive never. I'm like, okay, right. I see you. You know, and I, I, was yeah. really proud. I was really, really proud about it. But I think that conversation kind of segued into really taking my money management seriously. I'm like, if he did it with a negative six-figure network, I um, could definitely do it with a negative $47,000 yeah. network, right? Absolutely. So um, that, that really kind of pivoted the conversation and, and me taking what I was learning and applying to my everyday life because I was only seeing like people making X amount of money, this and that. Mm-hmm. So they were able in their foundation, they were able to kind of pivot so much faster than me. And yeah. I, and, and, and you, when you see exponential growth like mm-hmm. that, yeah. you don't, you don't realize their journey. You just see, Oh, you just see, you the, just, growth. Yeah. You see the growth. You don't, you yeah. don't see their journey and you feel like you feel so far away. You feel yes. this small, you I know what I'm saying? You feel yeah. really small. You feel like I can't do that. Like you, I felt so discouraged at some point, yeah. but I think seeing him, seeing a person in my own uh, circle do that yeah. and he encouraging me to do it and that really pushed me and for me to apply the knowledge to kind of push like my money management to get to what point I am now. And it wasn't, you know, easy sales. It, it was a lot of sacrifices. But you just, it's was, just the getting started. That's the hardest started. part. It's the getting started. But I can appreciate the fact that you and your friend were able to be vulnerable with each other and share those experiences in the space that you were in. Because let's just be honest, I don't really care how close you are with, with certain people in your life. We don't want to share yeah. our financial vulnerabilities right. because right. that that's going to expose a lot about who I am and who I who I show you I am. Um right. so that, that is definitely, you know, a a big thing in healing a lot of the uh issues that we have whether it's money or depression or anything else. It's, right. it's being in that that place to be vulnerable. So, um now tell us I I, li- I looked at your YouTube video, but I <laughs> want you to tell the people here. <laughs> tell us some of your biggest money mistakes. And let me just, let me just say this. Tell us about the car. <laughs> I thought I'll leave that on YouTube. <laughs> I'll 
I thought I'll, I'll leave that that on YouTube. Oh my gosh, my god! That that that's just the 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 one uh, one of one of the biggest money mistakes. But there there's there's plenty of money mistakes. Plenty purchase a car I couldn't even afford. Yeah, I'm financing the car on a part time salary. Ooh. You know, and I'm off and I'm offsetting. I'm offsetting the difference is with taking out student loans mm. to make sure I'm able to afford. So I could get a net check. If family you would call it net check, right? Your refund that you get after tuition and books. Mm. So I, I was I was uh, trying to afford a lifestyle that wasn't meant for me yeah. to begin with. And, and I was doing it so early on because I didn't in college. I didn't have anyone to depend on. If something happened to me financially, I'm stuck. Yep. Right. So I was placing myself deeper and deeper and deeper into debt, knowing, you know, I, I didn't have a blanket. I didn't have a place to go back to if something happened to me. So the, the pressure was really on. And I didn't realize, you know, almost 10 years later, how, however long later, I, I just placed myself in, in real bad positions. But I was able to kind of fix those positions to kind of help me lead my money management to where it is now. But there, there's plenty of them. Um, the car, finance, and clothes. Ooh, yes. Listen, let me tell you. So <laughs> let me just share a little bit here. Let me be vulnerable. So I come from a single parent household. And when I went off to school, I mean, I had a scholarship. But I don't think we realized at the time that certain scholarships they don't pay like like um exactly most of the time athletic scholarships they will yeah. pay for a room and board and a little bit of food and books and all that good stuff but my finance my um my scholarship only paid for school it didn't school. pay for me a place to stay so i was yeah. taking out loans because i got a single mom back home that you know i, I don't i don't have it i didn't have a blanket exactly like you said right. I, I couldn't fall back on anything so i will tell you like one of my worst money habits when I was young was when I figured out like oh they don't even care how bad or good my credit is they will give me a student loan what exactly I could yeah. find an outfit to go to the classic what yeah. and not realizing that in 20 years I gotta pay interest on that on that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was no. a very bad money habit. So I can I can definitely um agree with you there. So and it was just lack of preparation. It was just like lack of preparation. We we weren't prepared, lack like lack guidance, you know. Um so it's 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 really within that. We just wasn't prepared for college on the financial and we weren't prepared for it. Yeah. Because we don't have a lot of these conversations, unfortunately, in, in Black households still. We still don't talk about money enough. And, you know, we learn times tables and, and, the, um, and science and stuff in school, but they don't teach us one of the very foundations of life, and that's how to manage yeah. money. So, how to manage money. Let's see. Okay, so since we are talking about, or since we did mention at the beginning of the call that, you know, this this STEMI is about to stimulate us, right? It's about to <laughs> stimulate it. It's about to <laughs> stimulate us. So let's talk about some good debt versus bad debt. Yeah. What is, what is some good debt and what is some bad debt? Well, I would say with within the the good debt uh, it, it it really varies on how you see it because the good debt is also bad debt as well so they're interchangeable if if if, if that's how you kind of perceive money right because I, I i perceive on the return on investment 
right? So my um, my total student loan, well, at that time was negative forty seven thousand. Now it's down to negative thirty, you know, thirty seven thousand, whatnot. I said negative because it's it's still something a liability I still right. have to pay for. Absolutely. However, because I went back to school and got a graduate degree, now I'm making three times as more of my debt. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm making three times. So I, I have a path to pay off that debt. So it is bad debt. This is true alone, but that investment has now provided me with uh, a salary that I'm comfortable lead to uh, live off and plus pay off debt. So it really, it really depends on how you look at it. Because um, I look at debt as interchangeably. A lot of people say, you know, homes are debt. You know, having a mortgage is debt. However, um, gradually homes have a greater uh, return on investment because it appreciates, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So it really depends on how you kind of define debt. I, I define the debt, it is, is the return on investment worth the debt you're placing yourself into? right Mm -hmm. is it really worth it because um a lot of people you know your 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 car is a dumb like is it (laughs) right (laughs) that's true because once you once you finally pay off your car so now what is providing you have an extra amount of money of that you were financing your car you could finance uh start investing start saving start doing it Mm -hmm. but what it also give you a resource when you think about it, your vehicle gives you a resource to get to work, to get to other opportunities to make more money. Gotcha. So it, re- it, re- it really depends on how you look at it. So I, I personally see good debt and bad debt, but especially bad debt is what is the cost and the return on investment on the debt you put yourself into. Gotcha. If, it's, okay. if it's not much of a return on investment, it's not a good investment to place it's yourself like, in horrible debt, huh? <laughs> right. it's, it's, not, it's not really worth it's not really worth the uh, debt it puts yourself into. Yeah. So one of the things that you kind of touched on was like investing. So uh, talk to us a little bit about just kind of how you got into investing and share some advice on people to people who are who are new to you know investing like it, it's the wave now like i see it everywhere it's, it's, the, way, it's the trend it's the trend <laughs> i mean forex and all this stuff and you know some of that stuff i'm like ah. i will right, tell you right, right. before you get started i am one of those people who i am anti forex right because every person I've come across, they're like, oh, this is a part of the stock market that is not regulated that we basically get to trade in and make a lot of money off of. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's my where my common sense kicks in for me. I say, in America, do you think the American <laughs> government is going to let you play in a part of the stock market and make bukus of cash and they don't care? This is America. They get taxes out your check before you get your check. So right, right. That's that. But talk, talk to us a little bit about um, investing and just kind of how to get started, best practices, anything. Okay, so I, I just I just want to say that um, uh, the, the culture that we have now, especially with social media, um, this 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 trend, this this wave, and how people look into investing, especially how people take in information. Because information just moves just so fast and constantly, we can have it on the brink of our phone instantly. But I want people to be very mindful of where you're getting your advice from. Creating LLCs, creating businesses, understand that the knowledge that's placed out there is not uh, in the best interest for everyone. 
Right. It's not one size fits all for everybody. And I do not advise people to get into investing when you have $10,000 credit card debt, when you have all these situations in place. Um, so in the financial world, they call it um, the uh, financial operating or order of uh, operations, right? Financial order of operations. So when you're looking into investing, uh, just understand there are risks. You just don't make money, you know, $20,000 in three weeks. Right. There are risks. But there are also uh, gains when you do uh, thrive to invest um, for long term, mm -hmm. right? But, but the stock market is volatile, so you have to understand there is risk for it. So I don't advise people to get into investing when you don't have two or three months of savings. Mm. Like minimum, you should have at least two or 3,000. The average American don't have $400, $400 in their savings. Wow. The average person wow. don't have four. So one of your friends, they don't have $400 in their savings, but you want to invest $5,000 in the stock market. Wow. You see, that don't, that don't really add up. <laughs> Don't really add yeah, up. There's some imbalance there. <laughs> right. There's some imbalance. That's why they call it the financial order of operation because they want you to not, not have minimum amount of debt. So you have to eliminate the credit card because credit card interest alone is like 23, some of them like 35% yep. interest rate. Like crazy. And I still don't understand why the government don't regulate that, but mm, there's no here and there. <laughs> but uh, you have to kind of eliminate the credit card debt. You have mm -hmm. to have savings, right? Because this, this, when you are investing and in, in search to get into investing, it, there's still fees right, that yeah. you have to pay, right? Yep. You take money out of fees, you buy their fee. There's always some kind of fee. They want their money <laughs> at some point. <laughs> so you, you have to have liquid cash, not, not only just for investing, but to understand that it's life. Right. Things happen. Yep. Emergency happens. Uh, you know, you, you break your, you know, break the car or you get into, you know, a, a slight um, incident at work. There, there's so many things that happen. And you cannot have the debt that you're having. So if you have, let's say, 23% of credit card um, debt that is accumulating interest mm -hmm. each month, <laughs> That you're not paying off, but you're but you're taking that same money you could pay off that debt into the uh, into the stock market. You you you're you're not weighing out the the pros. It's, there's so much cons in that. Mm, yeah. So you're you're putting more money mm -hmm. into investing than paying off the debt, but you're accumulating more interest off that debt than you are gaining money in investing. So for, That's why for the people, mm -hmm. so for the people out there, what I hear you saying is take care of your debt first. Before you go playing in the stock market streets, take care of your debt. <laughs> take care of your debt. Credit card is killing people every day. Yeah. Credit card debt is killing people every day. And, and there's no regulation that this government is not regulating credit cards. Right. And it's easy to get into, you know, $300. And, oh, I pay next month. 600 800 it's, it's so easy to utilize it not to say that you're not going to pay it off but use it in a smart way right because that debt interest rate is it, is ridiculous so it doesn't make sense if you're gaining average interest for stock market right. it's like you know seven to eight percent annually but your credit card debt is like 36 oh yes girl been a month <laughs> like <laughs> I've been, they're killing you. They're killing you with the interest rate. So it doesn't make sense when you're trying to gain money 
right. in the stock market and you're losing money because you're not paying off your debt. Right. So you have to be smart. And I want, I want people to understand is that when we're talking about investing, it's not just solely, you know, stock market, I got to buy Bitcoin, I got to horse, like chill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're excited, chill. <laughs> We, we, you, you sometimes just have to kind of like place it on a basic level because when you think about investing, it's, it's any money that's being contributed to the stock market. Your retirement account is being contributed to the stock market. Your um, health savings account is being contributed to the stock market. So if, if you're not ready to invest, you know, individually into your portfolios, mm -hmm. you're investing at your job, every paycheck. Wow. You know, two, it depends on your job, two or 3% automatically is taking out your, your, um, your paycheck mm -hmm. pre-tax yeah. into your retirement account. Your money is working for you. Oh. Your money is there working for you. So while, while you're investing into your retirement account, you could just start paying off, you know, your credit card debt, or any other things, you know, save money on the side. And then you can get into the real investment with the brokerage account, with your individual stocks. You can get into those things. Okay. But it's always best to have the foundation. Gotcha. Having that foundation is always best because you don't want to do it out of order. And now you're rumbling trying to find your money because you're right. getting into these situations where you're not placed, you're not putting the security into your risk tolerance. That makes sense? It does. And and I love the way that you like you really dummy this down for people like me because I have no financial sense. I will I will tell you like I do not come <laughs> from a house that had financial literacy. It was like spend it. You got it? Spend it. it. Yeah. You'll find a way to make it back. Spend it. And I lived under right. that mentality where I'll spend it this weekend. Oh, I'll pay it back on my next check. And then your next check exactly. comes and it's like well, damn, I got to figure out, do I want to buy grocery or do I want to pay back that thing that I said I was going to do two weeks ago? So now yeah. I, I appreciate you very much for simple. Um, simple yeah, you want to have a cushion. You always want to have a cushion for yourself, but you don't right. want to solely, and, and, and I had to get out that myself, the pattern of, oh yeah, I paid off my credit card. I have no money in checking account, bro. My, my paycheck's in two weeks. Like, what am I going to do? I need money. I need expenses to pay, you know, like basic things. Right. I'm about using my credit card. Like the cycle is going over and over again. So you just want to have a cushion for yourself so you don't solely rely on your credit card. And I advise people to, if, if you don't feel like you are disciplined enough, just put basic stuff on your credit card. Let's say uh, I put my car insurance because I like my points. I love credit card points. So I put my car insurance on there, like reoccurring expenses. I put my, um, I pay off my, um, my cell phone bill. So these are things I know I'm going to pay off anyway. So I get the points no matter what. So, so that money, I know my paycheck, because I, I break my um, budget down each pay period. So that money, I know I'm going to pay off my, um, my cell phone or, you know, a light bill or something. I just put on my credit card knowing it's going to be a cover anyway. So I take my checking account and pay it off my credit card anyways. Gotcha. So that's what I do for myself. That's really smart. So uh, you brought up the B word. Budgeting. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> budgeting. Um, yeah. So where do we start when it comes to budgeting? How should we approach it? Especially if we already feel like we're drowning in debt and we're like, how can I budget and I don't have anything, you know, so where do you recommend we start? I think, I think people 
because uh, I was afraid for myself to speak from my own personal experience when it comes to budgeting is not knowing where your money is going. That's, that's really essentially the basic idea when, when in budgeting. You have to understand is, is tracking your money. Where did it go? Where did I spend my money? So it's really tracking it and um, projecting what are you going to do for the following month or how you're going to spend your money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just really tracking. I and mean, when we think about it that way, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Um, so when, when, it, when that is the foundation, I think with budgeting, it breaks it down for you get like this. I'm a visual person because I mm-hmm. like to write. I have a lot of stuff on mine. I really like to write everything that I have to pay for. It gives you a really good visual of things that are needed to pay, especially when you're unsure about your income or if, you, if your income is not set. So it gives you a good visual of things that need to be paid. Like you need the lights. Right. Maybe. You need your water. Like, like <laughs> you, need, you need your cell phone, you know? So yeah. th- these are things that have to be paid. So it gives mm-hmm. you a really good idea what is expected, things that are reoccurring, that is set, and things that you want to do. So mm-hmm. you have to give your money, your dollars a job. Like, oh, I like the way you said that. Okay, I, I don't, I don't, I don't work for you. <laughs> you yes. work for me. <laughs> Every dollar has a job, right. and they, it, it, they're just saying. I forgot where I seen it. It says, uh, "Show me your credit card statement, or show me your um, your a checking account statement, and I show you where your real, where your real priority lies." Mm-hmm. You can really see, because someone they'll tell me, you know, I love to invest. I want to do this, you know, I'm saving the money for this for a house. Right. You look at their statement, she went to Fashion Nova five times this month. Ooh. She was, she she put she put credit card on this. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't correlate, it doesn't match up to your goal. Right. You know, you tell you you say you want to do one thing, but your money and your dollars are not going to the goal, it's going to somewhere else. So you may think you have a hand on your money, but your money got it really got a hand on you because they just like they out here in the pan, panoramic and yes. do what they want to do. Let like me tell the you. money is just like this. You that, like, yeah, yeah, I gotta go grab you <laughs> That Uber Eats demon had a hole on me. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't say Uber Eats because you was really gonna be attacking me. They, they, it's, it's all over the place. And and, and and it's not to demonize anyone, not to point finger, because I done it myself. Absolutely. It is a it is a pattern, it was a habit, and I had to break the habit. Right. But be but if you can get to any of that point, you have to kind of see where your money is going. You can't think like, yeah, you know, I spent like, I went to, I went out like three times this month, but you went out 10 in your statement. <laughs> so you have, you have to kind of get a good idea. You want your money to work for you. Right. You, you don't want, you want your money, you know, the money to have control over you. Right. It, it can't be vice versa. So I think with budgeting, it's just really writing down all your expenses, things that you, you need to pay for, like, you know, it's a loan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just put that down too, because now you are placing the thought and the idea in your head of the goal that you're trying to do. And I'm, I'm a very, uh, as you know, my sister, we're very like affirmations and we love yeah. energy and we love all that stuff. There is power to the pen. There is power in writing down things that you want to do. And, and I also believe that when it comes to budgeting. So you're not only just placing numbers to your expenses, but you're placing um, the goal 
and the purpose of those um, of those dollars because those dollars gonna get you where you need to go if you apply it right. And that's that's the power of budgeting. That's the power of writing down everything that you are setting for because you're giving each dollar a job. And when you do that and you're disciplined, it will assign and go to those things that you want to do and get you to the point where you are happy with your money finances. Listen, yes for the gym. <laughs> yes for the gym. Okay, so we, we talked about the B word, which kind of um, brings me to my next point. Um, I On your YouTube, I love your top five smart money moves. Okay, so okay. you put my favorite one is number five, and I'm going to go through them. But investing, which we've covered. Uh, mm -hmm. Medical procedures outside the U.S. That was really yes. smart. Um, no car payments. Girl, I aspire. And let me just shout out to the girls who drive Honda Accords. Because, yes. Hey. Yes, I love my Honda. Sure, sure. yeah, I love Do you have Honda. a name for your car? Oh, that's Mr. B. That's Mr. Black. It's all black. Yes. <laughs> it's all black, Mr. B. Yeah, my girl's name that's is my baby. My girl's name is Honey, cause she flows Honey. so well. <laughs> and, and you were right. I love what you said in your video that you know you got a car that was low maintenance. It you know it. That's how I. That's why I decided. Like I've always loved Honda Accords. Like I know people have dream cars about Benzes and stuff like that, but. Yeah. You ask anybody close to me, my dream car since I was little has always been a Honda Accord. Honda. Like, <laughs> the most basic. Um, yeah. But they're very low when it comes to maintenance. So just a really, really smart thing to do. Like, everybody want to drive a G-Wagon, I'm sure, but does it make sense? Yeah. 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 And then you said cash back rewards. And you dropped two, um, two things that I definitely want you to cover. And low hair maintenance. Well, I'm not showing my hair now. I'm looking kind of crazy earlier, but yeah, I don't have the. <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite one because we actually had the same journey where we both had locks and chopped yeah. it all off. And yeah. just the money that I saved, even though I learned how to do my own locks, just like yeah. you, you still like to go to the salon every now and again for a fresh up, for a refresh. Mm -hmm. But the money that I saved in cutting off my hair, and of course, this ain't for everybody. Right. I just looked and I was like, dang. When I was like making it a habit to go to the salon all the time, you know, it was like a hundred dollars a pop to get get the retwist. So, yeah. oh wow, look at all the money I saved there. But yeah, so investing medical procedures outside of the U.S., no car payments, cash back rewards, and low hair maintenance. So, talk about those to us a little bit. How did you come up with those top five um, smart money moves? Um, uh, I, I think. I think with, with all that, again, it's, it's, it was all in the experiences. And I think with the, the car, and when I, because I worked my butt off to pay off that car. I, I purchased that car back in college, so it was my first finance car, right? And, and I didn't have, really have the money, so I was, like, offsetting a lot of stuff with debt or getting an extra, um, getting an extra job to pay off my car. So when I finally paid it off, it was just like this proud feel. I'm like, I'm never getting a finance card again. Yes. I'm like, I'm not putting myself in this. But but I also I learned in within that um, getting my car paid off. It's like I'm very practical. Yeah. I, I just learned I'm very practical. I'm just like I just want a car to get to work because I had a bad car before then. Like my car was just a limit. So I'm just like, I just want a car to get to work. It had a radio. It got AC. Right. <laughs> it Big has, thanks for the AC. 
it has grapes. I'm just like, please, Lord. <laughs> like, that's, that's all I want. Like, I don't care about any of that fancy stuff, right? Um, so with, with the hair journey, I think with that, that took over time, too, because um, in college, I experimented with so many things. I went from um, the perm to natural to, you know, weave, and I, I just wanted to try different looks. But again, I learned that with my hair journey as well, it's like, damn, you are beautiful just the way you are. And I just and, and I just love feeling like scratching my scalp and and, yeah. and feeling like my four C hair is just like all thick and luxurious. And, and and I'm just like, if if I could just do this and accept me for who I am, because I think just so much pressure of looking a certain way, thinking someone want me in a certain way and not feeling the love that I needed to feel. So that's what I learned in my own money journey. So when I cut off my locks, I, I I felt free. Yeah. I just felt, I felt so light and, and I felt, and I felt like a reintroduction of who I am because it's, it's, it's like, I don't need anyone confirmation of who I am. I'm presenting myself as I am of who I am right. to the world. And if you like it a lot, it doesn't stop me from being me and a damn no don't stop me from making money. <laughs> so, and, and I think and it's, it's, it's within that to understand because you learn appreciation of having having your hair out because some some I, I go weeks without getting a line up or you know just like whatever <laughs> <laughs> right I go I go a while sometimes and I don't feel less than yes I don't I, I don't feel I don't feel inefficient I, I and I step out without makeup and I do like and I still feel bummed yes. you know what I'm saying like it's, it's absolutely. It's, 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 it's it's not it's not something I'm lacking. It's just like okay, cool. I'm me, and, and I feel good about it. So I think the hair journey kind of like made me really understand how practical I am. It's like okay, I just want my hair to feel soft and and not break, and you know, and that's all I wanted. With with the cash bags, you know, I, I, when I learned about, it, I'm just like, hold up. So a store that I know I'm going to shop anyway, right. you'll give me money. <laughs> you'll give me money. Like, okay. <laughs> like uh, so with, with cash back so one of the two things I mentioned in my video is um the first one is Dosh it's D-O-S-H so Dosh is um a, a great a great app and, and I tell people all the time about it because I, I was a frequent traveler because uh, before COVID and they give you like 40 50 dollars cash back for for uh booking at certain hotels wow so um so the last last cash back i received i went to one of my close friends uh wedding uh in orlando and went to garden and i think i got 40 45 dollar cash back for booking at the hotel i was looking for a hotel anyways right <laughs> so I, I booked at a hotel and after like 30 days they get they gave me the cash back which i wow. just thought was awesome so you are doing something no matter what Right. I have to go to the pet store. I have to get gas. Why not get the cash back and enter the information on there? Use your credit card, use your debit, right. and you're just receiving the money. So not only I want my money to work for me, but I want you to pay me for using <laughs> all these technology for taking my money. Yes. And, 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 and people look at it like, you know, I don't want to give away my information because some people are like, you looking like that. I don't give. I'm like, you are on social media. Yeah. <laughs> you you have an email. You got a social there, security number. America know all they want to know. 
the the privacy the privacy is is inevitable at this point. They're they're looking up everything. Why not pay me for using my data? Yep. You're gonna use it anyways. <laughs> Why not pay me? And that's and that's how I look at it. I'm like, I'm going to the grocery store. I need to pick up sausage. I need to pick up you know some salad, lettuce. Okay, I tried this new brand. I don't mind. I tried out. You gonna pay me a dollar? Cool. Right. I don't mind. I and, and, and I think that's that's where that's where I look at it. It's like I want to optimize every dollar as much as I can. And it and it builds up so fast. <clears throat> it builds up so fast. So not only DOS you can use for like retail and travel, but you can also use um um Aboda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abada. I keep calling it Abada, but it's called Abada, mm-hmm. I-D-O-T-T-A. So that really is on groceries. So you can try different grocery brands. Um, different items and they give you cash back and they also have like these challenges you can earn more money on top of your cash back so when I joined it back in 2017 uh, in total I think I um, lifetime earning was like over $400 wow tax free <laughs> look, like, look at money. the kids see I'm downloading this right now ladies and gentlemen because <laughs> I don't have it but I want all of me back okay <laughs> oh my right, god right. That is- so that's just ex- that's just extra money that you can just use for yourself. Like um, I needed, I think I needed gas or something, so I just transferred that money to my account. I had like an extra sixty dollars. I'm like, cool. I don't have to. I don't have to pay for. It. I just I want my money to work. I, I feel like you, you're placing yourself out there. You're putting your data. Have people pay you. They're taking your information. That's how I look at it. Took your information. You want to have them pay you. They they want you to try out these different brands and products. Have them pay you. So you, I, I feel like I'm my own brand influencer in my own way <laughs> because I'm getting paid slowly to just to do the things that um, these companies and Fortune 500 companies are just taking our free information just as that. So I, I, I really encourage people to do cashback rewards. Um, and, and at first, I will say disclaimer that it is tough because it's a habit. I have to look at my app to be sure, okay, I'm going forever 21. Is Forever 12 on here? I think it cash back. Or I'm going to express, or I need gas. Is gas on here? So you have to kind of create that habit for it. But once the money start piling up, it's good I'll money. Wait until <laughs> I can go at this week. Okay, we're going there. <laughs> right, that right, is right. amazing. That is amazing. So, all right. So let me just say, I really, really appreciate you being vulnerable here because this is some vulnerability. I appreciate you sharing your journey with people like me because so many times, like you talked about with your friend, so many times people don't want to share the recipe. They want us to taste the gumbo, which is hella good, but they don't want to share the recipe. And I get it because it's, it's, you know, vulnerability and we don't want people to know the for the lack of a better expression, the ugly side of us. So I I really sincerely appreciate you coming here to the gift of Gab and sharing your knowledge um, and sharing your journey with us. And I will tell everyone to subscribe to your YouTube channel. I love your practicality. I consider myself a minimalist. I I don't need all that. And I love Mm -hmm. the way you just make money make sense. Like, when you talked about um, seven ways to, you know, have Valentine's Day without breaking the bank. I yeah, yeah. loved it. Yeah, so, dates, couple dates, yeah. I absolutely loved it. And it's just, 
you know, this, this topic for me is really near and dear to my heart. Cause like I said, I don't come from a background of financial literacy. So I, you know, even though I want the people to hear this, I, I wanted to hear it myself because I'm still on that journey. I'm still trying right. to break out of a lot of habits that I have had. Like I told you that Uber Eats demon, like I don't cook. <laughs> I don't cook. Like, that, ain't, that ain't me. And I'm not like one of them people who can eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich either. I got kind right. of expensive, expensive taste. So, <laughs> hey, Gabby, maybe you got to start driving to the people. Like, you know, we right, got right, right. some way to save some money. And these are just really practical ways to do just that. So please let the people know where they can find you, any services you have to offer. Shout out anybody you want to shout out. Um, I know you are part of the illustrious fam you. So please go ahead, do your thing. So thank you again, Gabby, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm just so flat. I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm here my best. <laughs> I was just, thank you so much for having me, sharing my story, sharing practical tips. So if people still want to um, get more information, on um, my uh, channel, so uh, on YouTube, it's called It's Atlanta, or you can just search me under Atlanta. It's spelled A-L-A-I-N-T-A. I'm also on, um, come on, oh yeah, Instagram. So I'm on Instagram, so my Instagram is It's Atlanta, so it's I-T-S underscore Atlanta, A-L-A-I-N-T-A. Um, you can find me on Facebook, my first and last name, Atlanta again. Um, and also, we do have a, um, a Facebook group. We call ourselves 10 Times Wealth Multipliers. So this is a community that we all sharing practical tips, advice of how to get from a negative network to a positive network. Um, and we are building, building and creating this community together because we want to have these spaces like your podcast is and to have this digital space and ecosystem for people to see the plan and, and, and the, the management of how you can get from negative to positive. And, and, and it's not that difficult. It's just a lot of discipline, right. a lot of discipline. And I think where in our community, when you see a person doing it, we don't like to share. We only like to share the highs, but I, I, I place my vulnerability out there because I want people to understand that the highs will come, but you have to learn on the lows. You have to learn on the low points of where you are in your life because you won't have any amount of growth. Your money may grow, but then if you don't learn personally and internally and have that self-awareness, then your money will just go away. You continue a cycle of just debt and negativity. So I want people to, who like to be a part of this space you know, we're on Facebook. Um, reach out to me. It's called 10 Time Wealth Multipliers. Reach out to me on Instagram, YouTube, whatnot. And we're, we're thriving. No more, no more surviving. Yes. Yes. Yeah, see, well, Beyonce now, I appreciate y'all song, Survivors, but we're going to need a remix called Survivors. <laughs> That's where no, we no are more. now. Yeah. And I, and I, not, do, I am a part of that Facebook group, and I love it. I love the little gems that are dropped, through, um, dropped in there. Now, I, I now, Forgive me if I if I missed the date, but are you going to be on a panel that's coming up soon, or did you already do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So the panel is. I see. I have so much going. On. I need to write down. <laughs> that's all right. 
Yes, I forgot. Yes, so I will be on a panel. So this panel is actually live. So it's in uh, Lake Worth, uh, a youth panel. So I will be in that. Um, it's, it's at a church. Um, I'll be on a youth panel just speaking to some of the um, younger students in middle school and high school about money, as well as um, uh, career advice and how can they just thrive and move it into their collegiate years um, in college. So that's that's that, but that's mainly just on a local level. If you're not in West Palm, then I don't know what to tell you. Hey, <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, home team, that's not <laughs> far. Y'all get over there to Lake Worth and get get some extra gems dropped in your bucket. Um, but yeah, I mean, but we created workshops and things that are coming up. So like, if you join the ten time uh, wealth mo- uh, multiplier, we're creating workshops that are coming up. A credit workshop that's coming up. I'm really excited to speak about that as well as the home ownership workshop um, uh, that's coming up. I recently became a homeowner, so I just want to share my tips. (laughs) Thank you. I just want to share my tips and advice to people of how I got from the negative network to a homeowner to a positive network. So it's it's a journey, and I want to share as much knowledge and information to people because it's, it's not just only, you know, the Instagram life and the, and the hashtags. Like, we are really thriving, not only on a personal level, professionally, like, we're, we're sharing the information because we don't want to do this alone. We want people that look like us doing it with us. Practical information. Practical information. I'm not telling you to do, you know, Forex, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. <laughs> Whatever, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not sharing that information. I want people to to thrive on where they are in their life. Wow, you can do it where you are in your life. You can do it. You don't have to wait until you get to sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars. You can do it at the level you are. the 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 setback is: Are you willing to try? Right. Are you willing to start? And so this is the community that we're really trying to build because I want people to look at us to, to thrive as much as possible. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you again for, for being a part of this and uh, for everybody else out there, y'all always know what I say. Make sure you take care of yourself, especially when it comes to money. Don't spend that stimulus <laughs> check all in one place, but make sure you take care of yourself and each other. Peace, y'all. All right, peace. Thank you. Listen, we, oh, wait, did I